welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. watching that video <laughs> I didn't watch it at all I know you didn't I kept the phone this way <laughs> and I watched the most interesting video apparently that's a thing you guys are sick right like that's really really interesting I never knew that was a fetish that's takes a special person to do entertain that kind of stuff Marshall you know I, hey it is what it is. Hey. It is what it is. Yep. So, we had a really interesting uh, guest on today. Yep. Someone that you've been very close with multiple points of your life. We were together once, yeah. Yeah, you did. At a most incredible place called Zud's Car Wash. In Big Oklahoma. So, you guys <laughs> have heard us mention it before. That's how DJ and I met uh, at a car wash. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so one of my uh, <laughs> the the AM the AM general manager came on the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, every, like, a lot of stuff got exposed tonight. Yeah. Did you know some uh, of that what, stuff though? What way did you expose yourself? Did you know some of the stuff <laughs> that we, we did with the podcast? <laughs> Uh, no, I think I, I learned some that, stuff. I, I think Thomas definitely <laughs> was like, oh, I yeah, I forgot me and about him that. held back a lot of stories. <laughs> <over>. <laughs> but you, you guys got to understand, like, I, at that point, I'm what, like 27? We're, I'm 18. And you're 18. He's not, he's, so he's three years older than me. Mm-hmm. So he's 21. Yeah. And I'm fresh off of just starting a mobile detail business, literally like two years in, because it took us in a good – eight to ten, almost a year to build. So really fully only been in the business three years, and I get given a key to a $1.6 million facility. That's trust, man. (laughs) And three months in or so, I mean, it wasn't long. I mean, four months. I don't remember. You made the best decision of your life. Made the best decision of my life. You hired me. I hired Thomas on your recommendation. I was kind of salty at first. I'm like, dang, why did I bring him on? Like, the best salesman ever, and I brought him on to compete for my position. Like, all right, cool. So DJ comes. We got to split the position. Work. It worked yeah, out well. It worked and, out. And well. then, and then a couple, little bit into it, you're like, hey, I got these guys, and one of them have to be Thomas, who then you co-manage together with, and it's just it was very <laughs> interesting <laughs> to be sitting here today. We have so many stories. We're just like, what's up, man? <laughs> like. We didn't even scratch the surface tonight. Not even close. <laughs> but <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Twelve years ago, <laughs> to see you guys and then see you know like where we and to come full circle to tonight, it was very interesting. Like probably my favorite podcast because a lot of fun. It, it was all history for me. Like it's like yeah, that's how it all began. 
literally you, right here tonight with the three of us is kind of like really one of these starting points in my whole career in this industry was this three tonight, like me, you, and Thomas, like we were close. Yeah. In different ways, like I was an idiot, he was an idiot, we didn't like each other sometimes, and we didn't like you sometimes, and you hated us most times because we're we're like 18, 21-year-old employees, and you're trying to be serious about this business that, I mean, the opportunity that you had there was crazy. And at that age, I can't imagine being at that age and the feelings that you were probably feeling and the thoughts you had, I mean, like, and then to have us there, like, hoping we could keep it all together for you, man. That's trust. <laughs> I mean, if I think about it, I mean, we, it did, was. we did you right, man. You guys did do so a good job. So without us, you wouldn't have been able to be where you're at. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I would not I'm have kidding. I'm trained fishing. you I'm and now. managed oh, you in such an amazing way. Oh, I don't know about that. That I, mean, I could just walk away and, and be like, hey, man, enjoy. I'm going to go to Chili's. We would be the ones hey, that, you guys take, that can take man it. the place and keep your, your dream alive. You're right. You knew it in the interview. I did. Because your interviews were serious based on your story. And, yeah, you're right. So it was us still. And I m- picked the right guy <laughs> to manage him. Get your right hand off me, dude. Hold on. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's literally like. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Not. It's not even like, <laughs> what's that, nine inches? Um, nah, I would say it's a little further than that. Oh, okay. Moving on. Let's, let's, go, into the, let's go into the podcast. This is long, we're still in the intro. Based on nine inches? And moving on. Enjoy. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Sheldon Kay, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. Our Las Vegas show is happening September 5th through 7th, and I want to give you all a heads up that our education day is already 50% sold out. So if you're thinking of attending, you should probably sign up soon. Since Pints and Polishing is one of our favorite partners, I want to offer you all a special discount. Sign up with the discount code PINTS, that's P-I-N-T-S, and save 15% off our education day pass. I can't wait to see you all at the show and share a beer with you. Cheers. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Zuds Edition. People don't know what the Zuds Edition is, man. They don't? No. Do you know what it is? I do know what it is. Ooh. Please enlighten me. Oh, great one. You're, you're, you're the Zuds godfather, though. Why, why should I give the introduction? I mean, you, it's your brainchild, right? Uh, they did change the name, though, recently. <laughs> They did. They did. For the better. For the better. Yeah. What's it they called? the better chemical line. It's good. <laughs> 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 uh, Bigsby Cruise and Auto Spa. Oh, but wow. so we mm-hmm. have uh, formerly one of the best known managers of Zud's Car Wash. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. <laughs> we were on the same level. Thomas, the, I was just the, the wonderful manager of Zud's Car Wash, here with us. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Mm. Actually, uh, in my home country, we say brushed. Brushed. Because he's German. Mm. All right, so we are sipping on. Thank you, Brandon Timms, for sending us some Thomas. Oh, that's funny. You did it on purpose, didn't you? It's Thomas Creek Brewery, and we have Thomas here with us. That's why we have it. Awesome. Nice. Brandon, good call. So Brandon from Timms Mobile Details sent us this. It's the River Falls Red Ale. We got the amber to try here in a minute, but uh, we will first sip on the 
Thomas Creek Brewery River Falls Red Ale. Thomas, what do you think? What do you taste? Stick it in your mouth. What do you swish it around a little bit? Swallow. Now give it's us a dark beer too. Give us what no, you got. I was gonna say uh, it says smooth caramel finish. I can definitely taste that. Um, and I'm not tasting anything fruity. Let me give it one more swig here. Tastes like America, man. America. America. Except it's Irish. But mm. you know what? It's good enough. All right, so this is a uh, fun episode for us, especially because I get to get Blumpkins at the end. Yes. And I'm super <laughs> excited about that. DJ, can you please explain to everybody what a Blumpkin is? You keep trying to give me to explain shit, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to explain what a Blumpkin is, but it's your favorite activity in life. It is, because... Like, if you ever want to barter with Marty, just say, hey, man, I'll give you a Blumpkin in exchange for a hybrid <laughs> bag. And Marty's like, sure, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> because I never knew what a blumpkin was, and I had these crazy kids running around the car wash that did nothing but talk about getting blumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> and so since two of those crazy cool. kids are here, I will hope that one of you two can please tell me what a blumpkin is. I think Thomas gets the... Uh, Thomas, yeah. Gotcha. So uh, I guess this thing for the new guests. So when you're taking a shit and you're getting a <laughs> blowjob at the same time... Um, I don't think anyone's ever been performed at the car wash, <laughs> but uh, I was going to ask. I don't know who has gotten a blumpkin from the car wash. I have never received the blumpkin at the car wash. Never, yeah. never received either. Cool, but you've given two each. Mark. I heard <laughs> negative. <laughs> it's going to be the solid no. That's definitely a no. Uh, a theoretical uh, joke. So, you know, 2007, this Honda comes streaming into the parking lot of a car wash that we had recently opened about six months ago or so. And this stringy, scrawny little... Whoa, dude. Like, tiny little guy, like, just... Hey, man, can I get a job? My balls are (laughs) well dropped by that point, man. (laughs) I mean, you were 17 and a half. I don't have a deep voice now as it is, so yeah, I could imagine. I was trying to mimic the voice you always make fun of me with, though. That's what I was trying to do. No, it'll come out in a minute. I'll, <laughs> I'll give it to you here in a second. And, uh, and sure enough, we just happened to need a spot. And uh, no, you a couple, a, what, a couple of weeks, a couple months later, you're like, hey, man, I got these other guys. <laughs> yeah, because we were, you were all on our way since <laughs> 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 I brought the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Because, no, he came, Tarvin came. Did yeah. Zach come over, too? Yeah, I, well, I got Zach, but then uh, we got a good story for later how we fired Zach later. But uh, Did you have to fire him? No, Marty did. Oh. Printed out of a computer. It was pretty solid. <laughs> it was uh, – you just remembered it, didn't you? That was one of the best. Still till this day, firing people. That Absolute was one of the best, best firing job of all time. You? Just lay it out now. You might as well, yeah. So, Zach, what was it? He, he never showed up to work, and – Long story short, Marty was like, one more time, man. We're going to have to get rid of you. And uh, he didn't show up. So <laughs> we all we were all thinking of great ways that Marty could fire him. And, uh, so we decided that <laughs> he was going to sit him down have a talk with him in the office. And Zach would be sitting by the printer. And he would, <laughs> he would be like, hey, no hey will, you, will you grab that off the printer for me? And it said, you're fired. <laughs> so that was... Uh, Champ. Did that really happen? Oh, yeah. That really happened. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? 
I think he, I mean, ex- he expected it. What do you think yeah. this is? He's like, okay, bro, cool, man. Hey, yeah. it was a pleasure. Like, awesome, man. He's still drunk. Like, he didn't care. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That was uh, still one of the best ones I've seen yet. But so, anyway, it literally was like a month or so after you came on, you were like, hey, man, I got some more guys. And one of the guys happened to be Thomas. Yep. So, Thomas, um, give us a little background, who you are. You know, at that time, I don't even remember how old you were. At that, Would you have been the same age? Were you older? You know, this would have been 2007. Gotcha. Just think back. Oh, that so, yeah. 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 18. Yeah, so I think it was 18, 19. Uh, me, Zach, um, had just moved back actually from Colorado, so we lived down in Colorado. But uh, you grew up here, right? Yeah, grew up in Oklahoma, moved to Colorado, kind of a, uh, hey, young want to get out moved back went to auto oasis and uh yeah well, dj so told everybody us about kn- it. they don't know what auto oasis, auto oasis was like another kind of full service car wash um you know vacuum out cars and just kind of pumped them through but there wasn't any real i don't think they did like full details or anything like that um yeah they did that was supposedly dj's job uh, did he was they like really? i'm the detailer yeah, me now, it was gotcha. me nate and clint in the back gotcha that's what it was so That's yeah funny. nate dog okay know you guys did yeah details. well yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't do details there i i just like you didn't do details at sons <laughs> did you do it though well he was a detailer yeah so no 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 no, 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 no. he started as a detailer i started as a detailer and I, I had to kick him out of the shop and i was like yeah then i'm still my best calls of, of taking of him out of the shop person? no was i sat him down i said thomas but you're not a detailer yeah. You need to be in sales. Yeah, for we sure. We need to put you up on the front. Like, you need to talk to people. You could sell your own pair of shoes. That was, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, even, I didn't even remember that until you just mentioned that. So I guess, yeah, uh, detail wasn't my thing. It wasn't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, after you, you left. Well, so long story short, uh, we moved back to Colorado. We end up there, and uh, I don't know how long I was actually detailing. And then you left Not shortly long. after that. Well, no, I had already moved you out of detail before I left. Gotcha. So I was. You were running the front. Gotcha. Um, kind of handling the yeah. wash guys in, in a the, sense. Gotcha. Yeah. I took the one of my big mistakes in life, and went and joined a company that was supposed to build a chain of car washes. Yeah. And so I'd leave. He left us to run the place. Yeah. <laughs> it we went downhill yeah. real quick. Prisoners like running the two ward. Twenty-year-olds, nineteen-year-olds <laughs> running yeah. a car wash. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. I, it was months, months, literally, pretty quick. DJ's like, I'm out. Yeah. It just yeah. I remember I got a card that said Thomas, and then like general manager on it. And right. Like, Hell yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was basically, you know, they thought it could be a cheaper way to keep the business going and, you know, the young kids running the car wash. But uh, we made do for a little bit. And uh, I remember, um, because that was when we had Joseph. So Joseph was detailing. I would kind of help him with Mm -hmm. that, and I was doing the managing there. Joseph Pagliata? Yeah. Who was uh, a very good detailer. He was really good. He was. Yeah, Joseph was good. Super OCD. Yeah, so he did a great job. Uh. You know, it's funny. I just had a memory of uh, I remember they opened some kind of quick lube oil thing down the road, and this might have been two months before we left. <coughs> and uh, the guy came. was like, "Hey, you're the manager here." I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You know, every time I go through this car wash, I notice this like a uh, plant odor." So that's where I was like, "Hey, Joseph, you need to calm down, man. You know, when you got customers here." But uh, no, 
because the, the the chemical room in the back is where we used to smoke weed at. Yeah, well, it started getting to where it was just in, in the, the lobby. People it, would walk in the lobby and smell it. Yeah, and this was going on in the actual car wash. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so like it, like during the business hours, like it always it smelled kept like you going through the day there. I guess you know that but, and uh, flaming cold coffee. Yeah, and you know that's when the game. This ga- must have been after game. I left. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, after I left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was too busy at Chili's. You were in Chili's with what's his name, beer. Kyle yeah. and Hector. <laughs> that's right. Holy shit, that's I crazy. I would always be, yeah. 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 And uh, and that's when my shift started. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. or three <laughs> times a week, and just go sit down there and drink beer and the, eat chips and salsa. The boss working hard. And his Honda Accord. Yeah. With his techno music blaring. <laughs> Ballin'. <laughs> but uh man, I still love that accord. It was great. Yeah, it fit you perfectly. That's a good car, man. But uh yeah, I guess I feel like it was when Marty was there, but it really took off after Marty left was you know, the movie The Waiting when <laughs> they had the the game. Yeah, that was um, awesome. Yeah, it was definitely <coughs> there while I was there because you got got we, a lot. We we Didn't you walk into the office with balls oh, in your yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that meant you got caught. Our no, joke no was almost caught. like to do it without the customer scene. And yeah. I remember one time, similar story to you, Dude, it was you're sitting, I'm sitting in the detail bay, <laughs> and Thomas pulls his pants down and sits <laughs> his ass on the, and I think that was the same thing. Same thing. That like, was the goat, man. I mean, the goat was, you know, you had to get your ass and then get the balls up on the window. So it's like you're looking Marty at Marty could never do because his balls were never big enough. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of awkward for Marty. But yeah, you're like, is he doing it? I just see his ass. <laughs> was for me it was that like that one i tried to laugh and then i mean i tried not to laugh and i did my best to not look at you <laughs> i think zach did it too i mean i that that happened to me multiple times but but the worst was i walked into the office one day and i know it was tarvin um and i want to say it was you and zach but i i don't remember i just i remember three dudes being <laughs> up on the, the, the table with their ass hanging, like literally their butt naked, with their ball sack hanging, and then one, then I think it was somebody. Then what's the one where you stretch your balls? A, and that was the, the bat, bat or wing. Something? The bat wing. Like you hold. I don't. Like I don't remember studying well, it. Don't, like, don't just, try it, man. Whoa! Put your <laughs> pants back on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Get up and show us. You got to do it this no, way. No, 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 no. Hold don't it show like us. this. Uh. And, but it was something like you pulled your your balls. It was the oh, bat wing, man. Like, yeah, it was supposed to be a w- like. <laughs> Had to see like the veins, bat. man. Like, Had to see <laughs> the veins. Yes, <laughs> like, just walk into my office, like, oh, <laughs> hi, <laughs> some balls, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna shut this door and go out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's a little confused. He didn't really, he didn't know what the what, what to take of the game. If <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't really seen the movie, I could see, you know, you'd be like, why is everybody showing them their dick? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but it's not like I could play the game anyway. Like, Well, so you know, we had the kid named Robert that worked there, right? It was oh, a blonde yeah, kid, yeah, kind of, you know, kinda. yeah. I don't remember Robert. Robert Chan. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, Chandler, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of young, scrawny, white kid. Well, so after I was the boss, we kind of got him pretty good. So they were all back there drying off cars, and I was, you know, the manager at that time. <laughs> so I told him to come. Like, hey, guys, we're going to set this up. Tell him to come in there about 10 minutes. Say, hey, man, Thomas needs to talk to you. <laughs> and he came in, man. I was on the old table there. <laughs> and you think about it now, like, 
I guess being in a more professional environment, like holy shit, if we were for like IBM or something, yeah. we'd probably be in prison. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. But not uh, even IBM, you couldn't work any, at anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. yeah. Like so, you yeah. couldn't even work for DJ and do that now. Yeah, I yeah. guess. So but don't have a didn't end up with a record during jail, so that's good. Anyway. I mean, literally, the amount of craziness that went on, oh, and you got to understand too. Got to understand this was Bixby where. Really, town. is still well. No, small, town, small town. I, I get it. Small town, but still good old boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very good old boy system, where yeah, you get the rights. Yeah, right. oh, whatever, you were still in the good old, like Too people soon, wanted man. to come to the car wash. People like the car wash was fun. We had a yeah. lot of guys that worked at the wash that played football for Bixby. That's true. Multiple yeah. the whole staff, like my crew, was all high schoolers. Yeah. So it was yeah. the place to be. We got away with a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anybody could have made one single complaint, and yeah, could have the been whole imploded. domino effect. Could have you imagine George? Yeah. You oh, imagine shit. him finding out about the half the shit that you guys did? Oh, yeah, dude. that could have been. Oh, that the, the premise, which we've talked about a couple times, I'm, I'm a mobile detailer, I'm cleaning cars, I'm growing a mobile business, I'm walking through church, and this guy named David goes, hey, Marty. I'm like, yeah. He goes, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you about building a car wash. And I'm like, who are you? Like, that's crazy, because I just talked to this other guy about building a car wash. Like, okay, like, let's talk. Like, it was it was really interesting, and that was that was the birth child. Like we threw money in, we built a car wash, and I'm 26, 27, and they give me keys to a 1.6 million dollar facility and brand new car wash in a area of town that nobody like was a very growing early, but in the yeah, they, early in the they, growth process, they picked the perfect time. You know, picked yeah. a good right spot. There. It was a great spot. Well, the Walmart not wasn't even time. there. Not perfect time. Walmart we, wasn't there? Walmart was wasn't there either. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Wow. We could have waited a little bit longer for a little bit more traffic or more sign. I mean, we had some problems, though. If no we could have car wash I think we like knew that. marketing now. If we knew, right. If we knew well, marketing. no, a lot of the marketing we do now stems <laughs> from that, right? And here's where I was going with it. We we you got hurt. marketing, though. Yeah. Well. You still do, yeah. We are guerrilla marketing just on social. Okay, it's still gorilla. So, um, what I was going to say is, so we it was the first time to get punched in the gut, so to speak. We yeah. start building our um, our contractor basically stole money, didn't pay the subs. We had started to hire another contractor to kind of oversee him, and he finds these guys with chains on the walls trying to pull it down. So I get this phone call. I'm still running my mobile business, but at the same time trying to sell it and transition into owning and running a car wash. And I get a phone call about about that. They found these guys trying to pull down the walls. The contractor had skipped. Why were they trying to pull down the walls? Because they were the ones that built it, and they hadn't gotten oh, paid. Oh, gotcha. So, so they, they were, were pissed just, off. Yeah. Oh, they're just there to Oh, yeah, they are pissed off, yeah. yeah. And um, we, we lose somewhere. It puts us somewhere around $600,000 behind budget. I was supposed to be at a certain percentage, but then couldn't make that more payment. So I had to sell ownership. And I, oh, yeah. 
I mean, that's what you have to do. If you can't put in the money, you've got to sell some of your rights. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a mobile detailer going with a lawyer, a doctor, and a guy that runs cricket for the country. So big bucks, I'm the one that gets, you know, they get hurt too, but not as bad. I, I felt like I, that was the young guy, the the one that didn't have the money that got the blunt end of that because yeah. this asshole doesn't do steals money later goes to prison but it set us back six hundred thousand dollars so we didn't have a sign yeah right we build a car wash and don't have any money for budget to put in signs we didn't have a sign the whole time you were there i know they didn't put it in until they actually got money later um we didn't have signs on the building at first either we had to wait to get some money coming in to put that on i mean we were way behind what our budget was and the whole first six to months to a year was nothing but like what you called guerrilla marketing. We had to go out and try and drum up business. Nobody knew what we were. They would come in, hey, where's the teller line? Don't we were a bank? Or, hey, well, where's the menu? We thought you guys were a restaurant. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Story to that. Yeah, so <coughs> many, many times it was just dead at first. Nobody was coming yeah. in. We had to go drive to get – so – Part of what you're talking about, the guerrilla marketing, was we went out with coupons, punch cards. Do you remember those? I remember the punch cards. Yeah. Though. So those really worked. They really they worked. Work. People we brought. Were, I mean, they yep. people yeah. brought those. We did punch, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Punch cards and those two dollar off coupons that uh-huh. came with codes to wherever we dropped them off, so that we could know. Was which the thing lo- called the Auto Century? The, yeah, the pay station. Is that what it's called? Yep. It's called the Auto Century. Yeah. Ingrained in my mind. but so early parts of learning how to market was that and it's it's funny you remember the the remember how many times we would sit and cut those if it was a rainy day finding something to do when you didn't have work to do to still try and grow a business yeah and that was the early steps of that and we would sit for hours and cut coupons shitty little cards because we didn't want to pay David would print them at his office, and we weren't paying like Kinko's or somebody else. We just kept it. No, we didn't have any money. I get it. That's bootstrapping. I understand. It's bootstrapping. Like yeah, it's bootstrapping. It's guerrilla. It's like you've got a business now. You've been punched in the gut. How do you try and grow it and make it a business? Yeah. Hmm. And then you, then you hire this kid who brings in these other kids, and it's a shit show after that. Oh, so it's my <laughs> so it's my fault. Dude, that was the most fun, <laughs> the funnest. Dude, we had people always wanting jobs there. Oh, like, always. Like it that was, was the, the place hottest to place to work it in, was. in freaking Bigsby. Once it started to grow, I mean, it literally took six months up to almost a year. Like, it took a bit, but once it clicked, it, it, clicked was, it was fun. We were doing yeah. tons of If stuff. you remember, do you remember, um, um, I want to say, it's not uh, Strumpet? No. <laughs> Strumpet. Strumpet. Michael, Michael, but I. Uh, Shug. Sh- sh- Shugs, there we yeah, go. Yeah. We've got a customer in Norman named Scrubs that kept kind of trying Scrubs. to call him Scrubs. Well, his last name's Scrub, but I just call him no. Scrubs. It, yeah, Michael Shug. Uh, well, they called him Shugs, but yeah. so he's a dentist now, I think. Is he really? Yep. Yeah, yep, full blown dentist. Heck wow. Yeah. Uh, he's I, a cool. I I wrote some dude. paper yeah. for him to get his Indian card dentistry thing, and he was like, "Dude, just do this for me. You know, have free dental work for life." And I'm like, "Sold." Have you seen him since? I have not. 
I'm gonna hit him up. I know, right? Every once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, man, what are you doing? Are you, you you cleaning teeth yet? Like, come on, I need I need some." Did he actually? Do you know he's actually got like an office or? I know he's, he's a, a dentist. Yeah. Really? Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, full full blown dentist. That's, yeah. That's how long it's been. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was like. But yeah, all these kids started coming into the wash yeah. working, and it became a fun little place. It was. Yeah. So where have you gone since then? You want the c- reader's condensed version, or? Sure. Um, yeah. So I guess. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, sales. I didn't even realize or remember that you had brought that up. That uh, sales is kind of where I went when I was in uh, Colorado. I uh, had kind of got my foot into cell phone sales. And uh, I just remember my boss coming in. He was like, uh, you know, in his 30s, drove a brand new Jag, had a Rolex. And I was like, holy shit, man, like I need to do what this guy's doing. And he really did good there. Came back to Oklahoma, you know, did that car wash. So actually while I was at Zuds, uh, I got a part-time job on the side working at Promenade Mall. And we worked for uh, the same company I did in Colorado, which is uh, the mobile solution. So it was like a... Uh, you know, a third-party company that sold for T-Mobile. Oklahoma hadn't really seen it because, um, for whatever reason, I don't think they were allowed in the malls. And uh, they were basically those guys you saw badgering you at the mall, you know, trying to get you to, you know, sell, uh, you know, and they give you a free phone and sign you up on a T-Mobile plan. So that's what I did. We went to Promenade Mall, and it ended up being like a uh, top-selling location for their entire company. Like we were, I think like number four, um, for the company, the mobile solution. And there came a point when all of a sudden I was like, Holy shit, man, my part-time job. I remember one evening we did like 25 activations and, uh, I realized like, dang man, I'm doing this part-time job. Half the time I'm putting in the car wash and, uh, I'm making more than I am at the car wash, which I thought I was making you know, good money then, cash tips, whatever. So got a bad phone call one day, uh, a couple weeks after that, actually, when we thought the company was doing great. We needed to turn in our keys once Oklahoma City found out the company was shutting down. Uh, Realized I wanted to stay in sales. Uh, Went to another cell phone kind of kiosk for T-Mobile, same mall. They never really took off. They couldn't be the company that the other one was before. So uh, after that, I finally realized, you know, hey, I want to make more money. I want to continue with this. I'm not scared of, you know, uh, doing commission-based work uh, as long as it pays off. So my dad had actually uh, been in car sales, and he was at a local company in town, and uh, he had been there for 15 years. He was, like, one of the top salesmen there for years. And... uh, he kept kind of telling me, you know, hey, maybe you should go, you know, into the car industry. So I didn't want to go to the company and just say, hey, you know, my dad's, you know, works here, kind of get a job like that. So I went to the competition actually across town, got my foot in the door, did so you good. Went to your dad's place and you went to competition. Went to the competition, that's man. I, d- I didn't want to, you know, just yeah, be yeah, like, hey, cool. man, my dad's a good salesman, give me a job, kind of thing. So uh, that's what I did. Went there for, I think, almost a year. Um, and unfortunately, you know, they had, how they treated their employees wasn't so great. 
screwed people out a lot of money, man. And I met some nice guys there from Haiti, actually. Go on. Not to yeah. put you in a spot, but do you find, and may, you don't have a whole lot, you've mostly just been a, a couple, yeah. but from people that you hear that come in and work, like, isn't that sort of a thing at dealerships? Most dealerships just don't treat their people that well? For sure, man. I mean, there's a bad stigma. I mean, Well, I mean, I don't even want to say stigma. Stigma still coats it. Like, I mean. Yeah, there's a good, there's very much, man. Dealerships just don't treat their employees too well. I agree. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I can only answer. I've been at uh, three. Um, That one uh, was the only one I'd been at that was bad that lived up to the stigma, I guess you could say. Um, So, long story short, uh, I think I remember the final straw was. Uh, a couple of Haitian guys that worked with me, really nice guys, but I felt like they kind of took advantage of them. You know, they were going to Bible college here and you know, they're getting cheap work for them. There was this kind of Christmas bonus thing that came out and they're saying, hey, whatever you get from this Christmas bonus, they're going to give you cash. But, you know, don't just go blow it on on Christmas stuff because uh, they're basically going to take it back out of your check. Long story short, it happened. Wow. No yeah. way. And they, they basically said, hey, how many cars you have out? Gave you a bunch of cash. Here's what it is. Took it back out of the cash. Out of your paycheck, and I was like, you know what, man, That's fuck this. Shady. So I, uh, I guess one thing I've always been is been able to get people together, and I said, hey, man, if we let them do this, they're going to continue to do this. So let's make a stand. So I got the entire new car building to walk out. Uh, we left. Of course, they're calling everybody back. Hey, come back, come back. You know, we're going to figure this out. So it wasn't long that I I stayed. Uh, you know, they renegotiated a plan, a pay plan or something where they pay me double, but I was like, I don't want to work for a company like this. So finally said, Hey, you know what, dad, I think I'm ready to come over there. Talk to the boss, it's family owned business and, uh, went on the sales floor, killed it. Um, after about a year, it was a year actually, um, had a great first year in sales and Generally, when you're in the sales floor, you get promoted to finance department. That's kind of just the next, you know, kind of progression. Um, got approached by the owner at one of our dinners, kind of a thank you dinner. And uh, he said, hey, got got plans for you. Come talk to me. Complete opposite of what I expected. <laughs> uh, he basically so gives strange. me, yeah, he gave me an offer. He said, hey, you know, you're a, you're a people person. Um, you know, you take care of customers. Uh, you might like the hours better. Why don't you come try the service department? It's like, and I remember the day that I decided to take the offer. Even my manager, I was about to say no. My manager was like, "Hey, you can always do it, and if he go see if you like it, you know, do it. And worst case scenario, tell him you want to go back to the sales floor." So I did it. Took the job offer. Was a service manager for about a year. Got promoted to service director after the other one retired. Or, um, and the story goes on from there, man. Did that. Uh, you know, I was telling DJ earlier. Uh, we probably haven't talked too much since then. But by far, anyone that works in dealership knows that that can be one of the most stressful positions. I actually remember the owner coming to me one day. I'd have been doing about a year. He's like, you know, Thomas, uh, you're going to sign more things than I am. You're going to deal with more issues than I am as the owner and man that weighed on me I mean I was in my you know late 20s um I guess more or less actually my my mid-20s and uh 
we're actually doing great as a service department, but man, people are just pissed. Nobody's excited to bring their car in, right? No, they're not coming in for, you're right. Yeah. You don't come to a service department, oh, I get to bring my car? Like, yeah. no. Everyone's always pissed off. You're always yeah. pissed off. And if I'm coming in just to change my oil, like, I don't yeah, want to fucking sit here for an hour. They want to be in, you know, for 20 minutes and get yeah. the hell out of there, you know? So, uh. All right, can we pause real quick? Go for it. <clears throat> I need to, we need to rate the River Falls Red Ale. <clears throat> one to five scale. Five, you're getting in tomorrow. One, you'll never drink it again. I'd give it a 3.5. Good call. Yeah, that's where I was going. 3.5 yeah, right all around. Nothing wrong with it. Nope. Yeah. It could almost even get to a four. It's a that's good beer. But just not, you know, red ales just aren't my. I think woo-hoo. that's what it is. And I'm sure yeah. on tap though. If you had a bar, I'm sure it's great. True. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, if it was out of tap and it was even a little bit colder, I mm-hmm. probably would have given yeah. it four. Yeah. But good solid, but nothing, nothing no, harsh no, no. about. Yeah. 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 There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. At all. Solid beer. Yeah. Solid three. Solid three five. <laughs> oh, but this one. I'm gonna go ahead and go four. Six point five or. Oh, you won four. Cool. If you let me take it back. Uh, you don't let me take it back. I know. <coughs> I won't. Three, five all around. Three, five all around. Yeah, six, two. That's – you could drink that. You could drink that. You, you could if, – if, Oh, yeah, that's a drinkable beer. Yeah, if, if you're in South Carolina, especially if you're in Greenville, that's a go pick up a six-pack, and that's a good night. That's, beer. like, comparable to Coors here, right? You know, Coors is, is not a, a red ale. Yeah, yeah for so sure. So it doesn't have near the flavor. What I'm talking about is your go-to. Your oh, go-to no, no, no. Yeah. This is craft, so this uh-huh. is still a bit more up there than just a Coors Light bottom-of-the-barrel beer. Bottom-of-the-barrel? Yeah. Where'd you get that <laughs> statement from? Mm. Yo, ass! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Service manager, I would definitely agree, Thomas. I've always said, if something happens and I have to go work at a dealership, I will. Ne- that's the one spot I would never want to work at. Yeah, it's that bad. Like I'm like, I want the challenge. Seriously, um, that bad. It's, I don't think. Uh, I think the challenge is fine. I think handling the customers, you'll be able to. Like I think that there's a lot of it that is okay. I feel that you're just once you start at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, you don't quit till eight nine o'clock at night. You don't want a service manager? Yeah. No, man. I mean, I came in at, you know, we opened at 7. I got to come in at, you know, 7.30, whatever. And we left wow, at 6. Because a lot of service managers I know, they work 12, 13 hours a day, and they do not quit. No, man. I mean, I guess maybe we had it good there, and yeah. that was not the case. But the hours wasn't anything that was bad. That's generally when you're at a dealership, sales is the one that has, you know, the longer hours. Has to work the holidays. So Cass, who's been on before, that's he's a service yeah. manager. The whole I mean, that's yeah. yeah he's, see, that's cool. the, he's an 11, 12-hour day. Wow. That's, well, I guess I got lucky, man. I mean, yeah. uh, had off Saturdays. She never had in sales. But uh, at the end of the day, what I guess for me weighed me down was people are always fucking pissed, man. We deal with pissed-off people all the time. It's a... Uh, it weighs on you, and then finally, after the years, you know, it's just like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. So, uh, so this is the best transition. <laughs> Service manager in Broken Arrow, Tulsa. Yeah, G- G- I don't know, like around the Tulsa area. Yeah, just say that. Um, and you jump ship <laughs> to where? 
uh, well, it's, you probably don't even know how long the story goes, but um, the plan was. Where'd you end up? That's the point. Virgin Islands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go from service manager of a dealership to. Yeah. Hey, life. Thomas, where are you at? I'm at the Virgin Islands. What the? F- what? Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, tell us the story. How'd you get there? Gotcha. So, uh, actually, looked at Hawaii. You know, I just realized, hey, I told my wife one day I came home. I want to go to a beach. Like, let's do it. We don't have kids. This is stressful. We got money saved up. What the hell are we waiting on? So, uh, we decided to put the plan in action. You told who? Well, at the time, because uh, he told me back in the day two things: not getting married. I'll never get married, and I ain't having kids. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you're right. And he just called his girlfriend of that time. We're married now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm joking with you. But yeah, girlfriend uh, for ten years before he got married, so I had her wait a little bit. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> dragged my feet, I guess you could say. <laughs> so you dragged him as long as he could. Hey man. Yeah, it was. Uh, Gotta make sure it's real. Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah, test it out. Test drive it first. But looked at the Virgin Islands. Uh, really knew we wanted to be in St. John. Where'd you that, guys drive? Um, where did we drive? Yeah. When you test drove. Oh, all over the place, man. Oh, okay. You got to make sure it yeah. works in all terrains. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you both look the same direction? Uh, that's quite a question. I was going to say, that sounds a little creepy, Marty. <laughs> well, there's there's a certain couple that looked at the same direction in Denver that was brought to the point. So, yeah. It's an inside joke I don't know about. Yeah. Me and DJ looked at the same. Yeah. <laughs> Were you guys that looking the same way? That was the joke of that weekend, too. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. We can't go to Denver. A together. couple wasn't. A month ago or so, yeah. DJ took a trip I with his wife. I saw you guys went. No, he took a trip to Denver. Okay, gotcha. And I was asking him on the podcast, well, how was it? What'd you get? You know, how was the scenery? Oh, we were both looking out the window in the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You're just mad you didn't get that. Guess I didn't catch oh, that I one, man. Too. No, you didn't. Yeah. That was the night you were, uh, you went out. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking <laughs> up the window <laughs> in the same direction. No, 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 no. There was one night you went out forever after the night was over. I'm like, we established go? that last time. Uh-huh, yeah, just let everyone know that we still don't know where he went. <laughs> yeah, we do. No, we you want to see the drunk video again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he took a drunk video of himself like like 2 in the morning in Denver downtown. Like, uh, so, guys, uh, like, <laughs> What are you doing? I'm eating popcorn, <laughs> and I'm just Slurry, sitting out like 3 a.m. in the morning. Marty's that guy that ends up in the ditch somewhere. <laughs> it's, just it's like that Vegas trip we took, and I'm like, where is Marty at? That mansion party? Oh, yeah, I was passed out drunk in a table, vomiting in a solo cup. God, dude, he's living it up. <laughs> yeah. Single life, doing you well, man. Uh, yeah, really. All right, so... You end up, long story short, you end up in the Virgin Islands. Yeah. How long did you stay there? Uh, so we were in St. John uh, for almost two years, basically. So I uh, went down there. It's kind of scary. You know, You no one will hire you down there unless you actually live there because so many people send resumes, applications, like, hey, you got to be here first. I uh, took a job at, like, a surf shop, you know, just to kind of get my So you moved wet. down there without a job? Yep. Had to put down, like, a, you know, deposit on a place, you know, pay first month rent for, like, 2500 bucks, whatever it was. And uh, anyways. 2500 bucks. Oh, man, it was expensive, man. I mean, it's cost of living. They're stupid. I think our rent was actually 2000 but I had to give them 2500 bucks oh. or something, yeah. And so what, it was just, like, a little 
It wasn't even a No, big it was house a nice or? house. I mean, oh, basically okay. most people my age that lived there worked at a restaurant and lived mm. in like a little shitty like uh college type living thing where they lived with three people in a house and they pay like, you know, a thousand bucks a piece or something. So it was expensive, no doubt. But uh yeah, man, just got lucky. Wife, she's always done uh nails. Landed a job right away. Tough for me, coming from, you know, guess you could say corporate life and then uh, going there and working to folding t-shirts you know just to kind of figure out until what happens but uh ended up getting a sales manager position for uh these three big jewelry stores that they had like a uh, local jewelry down there and i guess you could say the rest was history man i mean worked out was actually making good money and lived it up uh definitely nice on your day off and instead of going you know shopping you know in oklahoma you get to go hit the beach up and we went to Puerto Rico a lot. It's just cool, man. Totally different lifestyle. But, uh, yeah, fast forward two years. Um, me and the wife, to be honest, man, we were kind of scared that she couldn't have kids. So we maybe kind of accepted that. And one day started feeling sick and mm. found out, bless a little boy. So uh, I'm sure you guys could say, you know, whenever you find out you're having a kiddo, things change. Things change for sure. And uh, we decided, hey, you know what? Maybe the best thing is to be closer to the grandparents. So we decided to move back. Came back to the great state of Oklahoma great from the state U.S. Of Virgin Oklahoma, Islands. Dude. Like, I'm like, <laughs> ass, I was like, why, why the hell? Yeah, everybody says the same yeah, thing. Yeah, why yeah, the hell, course. man? Oklahoma, it's a great place to raise a family, though. Like, it really is. It, we, and we've talked about it. It's remotely, except small patches, it's remotely very safe. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a very, it's very safe, safe place to yeah. live. It's cheap. That's that's a huge thing, man. I mean, it costs a living cheap. here compared cost to anywhere, man. Cheap. We don't have as much. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff we don't We're have. But we got enough. We don't have a beach or mountains, but we've got some venues. We got now. Turkey Mountain. Yeah. That's where you hang out all uh-huh. the time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Marty's always at Turkey Mountain. I am. <laughs> Day and night. You guys should Google <laughs> Turkey Mountain stories. Yeah. You'll know why he's there. Mm-hmm. For the scenery. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into the grit, man. So, anyways, come back. I wouldn't go to another dealership. Um, Family-owned business. I worked there for years. They, of course, told me, you know, I could come back. So uh, while we were in Florida, I had been a sales manager there. While we were in the islands, I was a sales manager there. Realized, hey, man, sales is what I want to do. Came back here. I'm a sales manager at this dealership, Um, one of uh, Oklahoma's larger ones. And uh, here we are, man. We've been back almost, uh, geez, a year and a half now. And... uh, that's what I do. Enjoy it. Enjoy the people I work with, uh, my friends, uh, uh, the general manager of the dealership. So, um. and, and here's why I'm, I wanted you to tell the full story, and thank you. I, which we talked about a second ago, I think it's really interesting to find three different guys that are all involved with cleaning cars. We're all at a car wash at the same time. A little bit different points in our lives, but we intersect, and – that was 2007 is 2019 so 12 years later yeah 12 years later here we are uh having beer and talking about detailing yeah and we've we've each lived very different 12 years of our life for sure marty's totally different now than he was before (laughs) (laughs) i joked and i was like dude you're like worse than i was back when i was trying to get you to things i was doing back in the day like i am not worse than you were marty's a young soul man but 
your point is that I've said it. Like I was a very, you very conservative a religious person. Square, dude. I was. You were I, such I, a square. You made I fun dr- of us for. <laughs> I drank yeah. the Kool Aid. I was completely religious. Oh yeah. Like, all the couldn't way. cuss because you needed to go repent for your sins. Like, good thing, man. I know. Fucking idiot. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, Marty. Chill out, man. <laughs> that's the bounce back. That's why yeah. I went that far with it. <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, we take three different roads in life. And what I wanted to address for a moment is because we have, you know, DJ DMs with guys. I'll DM with, with different guys. There's, yeah. You guys DM with guys? <laughs> <laughs> people. I, do, I DM people. <laughs> Marty's just really guys. <laughs> Got weird real fast. <laughs> Marty likes the guys. <laughs> what do you call it? Uh? <laughs> I'm on blacklist too. Is that what you're saying? No, what are they saying? <laughs> the DMs. Sliding? Slide yeah, the DMs. He, Marty's always sliding guys' DMs. Yeah. I am. You are. Um, but anyway, so a lot of young guys that want to... <laughs> <laughs> Where's this going, man? I know. Marty's just <laughs> now detailing just in beers. Horrible. I'm DMing young guys. I'm like DMing young guys. <laughs> even better. Okay. So, there's guys that are out there. <laughs> it's getting weird. In your 20-year-old, you're 20, right? You're a young guy. Look back at that point in your life, right? Gotcha. You Love happen it. to Love just come balls. over. Yeah, a lot of ball sacks on windows. <laughs> like. Gotcha. All right, I'm looking back, man. I'm looking into the past. Now, How? what am I looking for, Marty? <laughs> I'm looking Fake at... Facebook accounts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so... Do it, speaking, please. <laughs> no, hold on. No. Speaking of... Speaking of... <laughs> do you guys remember when I posted the video on Facebook? Yep, I do. And you're white... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? This tells you how fucking crazy my ex-wife was. Dude, I remember this. <laughs> Facebook was brand new. We were just coming out of MySpace. Out of MySpace yeah. You all remember MySpace, and we had all these video, yeah. like, songs, and MySpace we, had, we always had to play songs from MySpace. Yeah. Like, Facebook had just started out, and we, we didn't have Wi-Fi at my house. So... We had, and we didn't have even regular, ca- like... 56K dial-up? It was, yeah, it was dial-up. Gotcha. Because we didn't have regular cable speed at that yeah. point. And so I made a post, because I'd seen somebody else post, of bikini car wash, and it was these big fat dudes that come out and wash the cars. Gotcha. My ex-wife, <clears throat> because we had dial-up, she couldn't watch the whole video. So the only thing she saw was that I posted... Hey, we're having a bikini car wash at the car wash today. Come by. Well, then the whole video was of these fat dudes yeah, in so bikinis. Like wash. She got so mad, so mad that I would have a bikini car wash. Like, we're literally, what, now we're in six, eight months into a $1.8 to $6 million facility. She literally, in her mind, thought I was literally going to hold a bikini car wash there. She drove. She went and basically threw my child at my mom. My mom told me later, like, she was like, "I don't know what your problem is, but do not go up to his work. That's not a time to address your issues." But she threw my child at my mom, and then 
next thing I know, she's flying into the, I think we were in the detail yeah, shop. We, I remember. Like, I, yeah. She, like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, hi. Wait, 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 wait. Like, into the office, please. <laughs> and the, she got so mad at this random video. Just snap. Did you wait snap. and show, did you show her the Oh, video? I showed her there. How long did it take you for it to pull up? Oh, no, it just... <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, babe, you didn't get to watch the whole, like, then what's what your you problem? Do? Oh, I'm sure. I don't you know. I mean, I'm sure it was my. No, absolutely not. I barely got anything for ever. It was r- brutal. Mm. Anyway, Bumpy. moving on. The <laughs> point of everything was. <laughs> Bathroom, please. Yeah. The point of everything was you could start anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're 18, 19, 20, and you want to be somewhere involved with cars, you could start anywhere, whether that's cleaning cars at a dealership, whether that's coming to prep cars at a car wash and be a detailer. You can literally start anywhere. What is it that you guys learned from cutting your teeth at such a young age that's helped you develop into the career that you have? Now, Thomas owes everything to me because I pointed him in the right direction. So, But let's start with DJ. <laughs> Pretty sure it all falls back on me because, yeah. you know. Because uh, you brought him I on. I brought him all on. So yeah, Thomas so. owes his whole life to you and his child. Yeah, Whoa. You, you should be the godfather want, of the child. I don't want credit for the child. No. And I had no part of that. That's, what, that's, what, that's the way it goes. It's not the his way His child goes. should kiss your ring every time he comes to school. At least the middle name. At least the middle, middle name, yeah. Middle name. What is your middle name? <laughs> <laughs> Donnell. But DJ, so cutting your teeth at such a young age at car wash, how did it help you as a detailer later in life? Man, I don't know. Just the experience in general, I guess. Uh, management, I was starting the management early at, at an earlier age um, and just got to kind of, I, I really don't know, it's just the experience in general. Dealing with clients at Zeth Car Wash, dealing with employees, even though I was young and immature as well, like just all the, the stuff you threw us into. Like I, I didn't know how to manage people, I didn't know how to manage a car wash or do this and that, but I learned from experience. So just take that experience, and now it's like <clears throat> funny because I've got guys that work for me that are the old me, and it's like, oh my god, get your shit together. But it's like, oh yeah, that was me. I get it. So. I guess starting from the bottom, like the very, very bottom of, of, of detailing, from being an employee to being uh, a sole owner and working out of the trunk of my car and working for myself and, and just being in every aspect of, of the industry has helped me be who I am today. So, I think you kept talking about experience. And, and that's sort of, I think, why I brought it up. Experience is a vital role in learning your position and where you want to go in life. I mean, you don't know unless you experience positions and different, you know, the best time to do it is when you're young. I mean, literally, it's the best time to do it. You're on someone else's dime, someone else's watch, and, I mean, you have nothing to lose. At, well. Not really. At, you're right. You're right. You have nothing to lose except your job. Sure, but <laughs> you're living at, I'm, I'm, I'm living at home at the time. Yeah. Well, no, you I'm can lose apartment. it from one printout and a printer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Hey, print this for me. Don't push print. 
If you ever go into an inter- <laughs> into, into an office meeting and they Just say, say you got to go to the bathroom real quick, like buy yourself some more hours in the clock. So, I think the reason why I brought it up because my question for Thomas is going to be really revolved around cutting your teeth and learning detailing. And the question that that I have. And sort of, I guess, the reason why is because, Thomas, we say that going into a dealership and detailing, yeah, it's, it's, it might be rough, but you literally have a body shop there that can fix any problems at most dealerships, or you've got um, a mechanic that could fix if you, you know, get something like an engine wet. You remember when we got engines wet and that guy that had that old truck that... I don't do engines to this <laughs> right, day because of that engine. experience. Yeah. <laughs> so at a car wash, we do every engine, man, and it happens right, all the time. Right, at a car time. wash, you really? can't yeah. do engines because we don't have mechanics, but at a dealership, you can learn how to clean an engine. If you mess something up, you've got a mechanic right around the corner. Yeah. Sure, you're going to get your ass chewed, but to your point, it didn't cost you anything. Like, your learning curve didn't cost you anything. You're getting paid to learn. Yeah. Whereas if you just jump out and go into business, no, you it costs you to learn. But if you go to work at a dealership where if you burn paint, yeah. there's probably somebody that can fix it, there's a great avenue to cut your teeth and grow. Yeah. Given the position that you're at now, if you could talk to some young detailers on, you know, what they should know of going into a service manager and talking to them, what things that they should do, that type of stuff. Gotcha. Any input you could give us? So, uh, actually, um, I'm heavily involved with our detail department. We've got a detail manager back there. Uh, but detail is one of the kind of the vital spots that help me get our cars up. And we've got a lot of pre-owned cars we need to get up. So, I actually interview uh, almost every detail that comes through there now. I've made that kind of effective for the last couple months. But... Uh, when I'm, yeah, I'll take one more. Uh, I guess to kind of answer your original question, what did I learn or going through the car wash? I mean, I feel like I try and learn a little piece or take something from everywhere I go. Also had some really good mentors, owned a company being one of them. Um, one thing I learned at the car wash is you don't ever want to manage your friends. Oh, my gosh, uh, man. One of the... That was one of the things I definitely learned there, man. And still to this day, that's one of my rules. Uh, I won't hire any of my friends. No friends, no family. Always ends up bad for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've kind of carried that on. Um, I would agree. Oh, that's a major rule with me. I mean, I don't do that. I didn't hire a friend until late last year. And unfortunately, he told me we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that, mm -hmm. that sucks. Yeah. So I've kind of carried that on through the way. Um, to answer, I guess, your second question uh, about what would I tell somebody, you know, coming to a dealership. Um, hey, Marty, I know you stepped out to grab these uh, amber ales here. But uh, one of the things is detailing at any dealership, I can answer that, plays a huge role. Um, I think we're one of the few in town that we have for years been huge on making sure our cars are the cleanest in town. We try and make our pre-owned vehicles look new, and that's kind of what we've always prided ourselves on, along with the mechanical side. But, you know, we have people that come in all the time and say, holy shit, man, where's your guys's, you know, where's your used cars at? And we're like, no, these are used cars. Oh, 
So, uh, you know. Um, so getting the car prepped for being on the lot is one of the most vital positions at the dealership. In order to sell a pre-owned vehicle? I could say that absolutely. is a vital part of their absolutely. each other's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just continuing no. to continue to yeah, try and continue to Most people don't that. understand. Yeah. yeah. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing at all. That a detailer at a dealership is a vital, vital part of the dealership. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, some people would probably say, what? But that's yeah, the truth, man. I mean, um, and this is... If you go to a dealership, all I can say is just like any businessman, you want to work at a place that's got good ethics, mm-hmm. got a good name in town. So do your research, man, just like you would if you're going to buy something from, you know, Best Buy or you're going to buy something from, you know, a mom and pop store. I'd say, you know, most younger people that are coming into business right now, they're going to do the research, look for reviews. Do the same before you look at a job, man. Don't short sell yourself and go work at some place like I did. And realize, pick the right yeah, don't go pick, to pick the right <laughs> dealership. No, it was the, uh, the first place, the first dealership you went to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, uh, but what it is, and, and I, you know, give everybody, you know, if I, I think they're worth hiring, you know, I talk with them. At the end of the day, we're not just looking for just people that got a great background in detailing. I'm looking for someone that has the drive that wants to use that as a foot in the door. And, you know, when I was in the service position, in the service director position, it was people that came in to do oil changes. And, you know, it's funny uh, that this got brought up was um, actually when I came back, moved back from the islands, came back to the dealership, I still see probably 30 people, eh, maybe 20 at the dealership that I hired when I was a service director. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, they're still there. It's all about how you and, treat them, though, huh? Yeah. And... I remember specifically one salesman that's there now that's been there that uh, he came up to me when I came back and was like, you know what, Thomas, I just wanted to thank you for hiring me. And you know what I never forgot is that you told me this is a foot in the door. If you come to work to work, bust your butt and show that you want to do something and make some money, this will be a place you can stay at. And that guy's actually a great salesman. I didn't even realize at the time he was living in his car. And uh, never had a clue, man. And the guy turns out, man, I mean, he's like a staple on our new car side. Guy's got a hell of a personality. He's been with the company now, geez, five, six years. Um, makes actually really great money. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if you're a good salesman at a dealership, yeah, you make good money. For sure. And uh, actually, our top salesman, um, he's one of our top salesmen. Uh, last two months, I signed checks for him. He made 12000 a month. He started as a detailer. He's been with our company for 15 years. Uh, he worked in the detail department for, um, I want to say it was like seven or eight years. And, uh, you know, busted his butt, man, did a good job, came one day and just said, hey, I want to do something different. So if you go to the right place, go to the right company, have the right people, you bust your butt, man, whether it be in detail, changing oil, um, keep just going up man and, it, and the dealership's a great opportunity for that because i don't have a college degree i remember i, I went to college mm-hmm. for a year how did we finish either yeah <laughs> and i was like you know what man this isn't for me yep, and exactly. uh, then we moved to colorado so you <laughs> so went to tcc too huh? yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i really did yeah i think that's a good point because should people go to school should they just go work somewhere i think the experience is everything in this industry you can grow i mean w- in this industry i mean you don't have to no one ever looks at a college degree. 
the bare minimum I look at is did you finish high school? Mm-hmm. So when you say industry, you basically mean the car industry as a whole. As a whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Your personality will sell everything. Your worth ethic will sell everything. I mean, that's who you are as a person will will get you to the next level. When I interview for whatever position, I'm never looking at, uh, you know, what kind of degree. Yeah, I know, man. He loves it. I'm never looking at their degree, man. I I feel like when I interview people in about two minutes, maybe even a minute, I get a read if I would hire them just by talking with them. And that's kind of what you say, man, first impression. You remember when we went, when I was training you guys on interviews, I, w- I'm not saying that that's how you got it, but oh God, we, we went go. over questions of what you had to ask people, and we rated them on not what they said, but how they said it. Yeah. If they went, ooh, 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 yeah. yeah. But if they can just immediately start talking, it's like, that's the guy. Yeah. Being sharp, man. Yeah. And that's hugely important in sales, man. I mean, if I don't like you in the first minute I talk with you, yeah. Why is some random customer going They're to? They're not right? going to. Yeah, right, so people make a judgment. Learning moment. Learning moment. Yeah. Take that and move it and help a detailer when they're out making a s- sales call, whether that's a random guy that they meet in the parking lot that has a nice car. Yeah. Or female, but you know, and they're trying to give their card, right? Well, <laughs> that's because we always talk about dudes. And you, I was like, <laughs> Who does? I was like, hold on. You know, he's into females anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. Whoever it is that you meet, you're given a card or you're wherever you're at, you basically have said the first impression is the biggest point of whether they're going to get a job or make a sale. Uh, absolutely. I would say it's about 80% to 20% of their application or resume. So the other thing I look for is, does this guy just jump from job to job every three or four months? And generally what I see is is reasoning is a better opportunity or higher paying job. Um, and people kind of, I feel like it's normal when you're young that you're going to kind of job hop to find the right thing. But, you know, if you're in your mid-20s and you're still hopping around you know, every three or four months, what's the real deal, man? Why haven't you stuck? So I try and find the truth and see how they answer that. If they're up front, we'll give them a shot. But that's that's always kind of a tough one. I think you could say the same. I mean, you don't want to put the time and money, uh, whether it be in detail, whether it be in sales, uh, whether it be a technician that we pay. You don't want to hire somebody and then you know put the money into training them, and then they're gonna leave in three or four months. So you guys like you're one interview and done. That's it. Um, we're one interview and done. Wow. Um, unless people like them, then we send them throughout the dealership to usually talk to maybe three or four managers okay. and find where is a better fit. Okay, gotcha. Because we're, we're four interviews until we hire someone. Yeah. Uh, we've heard that we're one of the most extensive. That's good. But that's when we like somebody. Okay. So when you so like them, you put them to the ring. Yeah. And so what we've created, which is great, is a sales manager that's been with the company like years. He's not a sales manager anymore. He's kind of like our hiring and training. Sure. Um, been with the company a great time. He kind of filters, you know, screens them, says, hey, you guys should talk to this guy. At that point, he kind of goes through okay. and generally talks to three or four wife. people. She does that. She'll screen him, yeah. and I'll talk to him. And we're about on a financial aspect. I want to make sure they, want to make sure they're coming in. Like, can you make ends meet with what you're getting paid here? Because yeah. if not, you're not gonna be happy at all. You're gonna clock in, and be like, fuck, yep. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, you don't want to hire somebody like that. Money. Yeah. yeah. And then we go to the next, the ride along, and all this other shit. So 
so your wife basically does probably what I do. I mean, she exactly. gets her, she, whether she says it or not, I mean, she's talking to somebody and probably in the first minute, she knows if she which likes in somebody. sales, we say 10 seconds. Yeah. They're going to make a judgment. Yeah. Do I like this person? Should I waste I trust time them? with this person or not? Yeah. And every time I'm like, okay, I like this person. And yeah. I will pull other things out of them that she can't. Yeah. Cause I've been in this industry forever and I'm like, mm, or, Oh dude, hell yeah. Yeah. And I've missed some. Yeah, there's been a, there's a guy that I should have hired. It's an inside joke. I'm like I should have hired that guy. Anyways, I saw him and like <coughs> Marty goes, "Did you hire him?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm waiting a little bit." He's like, "Don't wait, don't wait." And I and I call him back like a day later. He goes, "Oh, already, I got to dust one else." I'm like, "Damn it!" Those are the ones. He man. was the one too. He was, he was and he's. Oh man. Anyways, what's he doing now? Same place he probably got hired on at. Yeah. Working his ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Loyal. But I actually called Marty the other day on one. <laughs> I got the vibe <laughs> right away. To hire me. No, <laughs> I said this guy's full of shit, <laughs> and actually started just dropping everybody's detailers' uh, name in town, and was like, "Oh yeah, Marty," and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, "Okay, hopefully dude. he's not listening." But uh, <laughs> no, anyways, I mean, but you don't have to say his name. But he, I mean, he just said the name, and I went, "Wait, this guy?" Okay. Yeah. And the same vibe jumps around all the time. And, you know, dropping names left and right and had our detail manager. Like, Why don't you do some follow-ups? And it was skill of a detailer. Yeah. To your point. No, for sure. Literally I mean, there's nothing to I do didn't with doubt by what he explained that detailer? he was actually a good detailer. It was just, yeah, that he's jumped from place to place to place to place. Yeah. No one wants that, man. I mean. So if, I mean, basically what you're saying is, hey, guys, if if you're in a spot and you, you're not happy, don't just keep jumping or are you saying I mean, figure it out? I mean, because if you're if you're a detailer at a place and you're not happy, everybody else is going to say but go also find another wrong, place. It's wrong too when you when, when when the uh, when the interview or interviewee is like, yeah, I don't like how they did this and they did this and the guy said this and they did this and I'm like, man, you're blaming them. Like, I hate hearing that, but and I understand because it's a dealership setting and some dealerships are shitty. And it's like I get it, but I don't want you to. I want you to, to switch in a, in, a, in a positive aspect, not not like, I love because they just do, it's just like, hey, man, I'm not, my morals and ethics and my values in life don't match up to what they were doing. So, yes, I, wa- I, I wanted to stay, but I couldn't stay because my ethics and values wouldn't let me do so. That's why I've been jumping around because I'm not, I haven't found somewhere where I can give my all to this company. So what is it, and I've got actually a an answer to that but what is it about that you're getting that people say about the detail side ethics in the dealership because i hear that we're just all the time number. we're not valued we're not gotcha properly and i can see that man i mean when dealerships uh you know even salesmen feel yeah. the same way it's just basically you know hey the top 10 percentile are making all the it. cash yeah. it's just you know well, which is true i mean it we're making them all the money no i mean i've looked at the dealership model and in a sense it is almost a true pyramid scheme in a sense of the top makes everything, and the bottom is what funnels it all. Well, I mean, look at any company. My I understand mean, that. I understand <laughs> that. Every company is the same way, but. Is DJ splitting his employees, you know, 10% across the board with him? I mean, come on now. Management and owner, I wouldn't say pyramid scheme. So I hear you. I see where you're coming like, I'm from. Just trying, like, I'm not, I'm not calling you had, the dealerships out, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm just trying to scheme. <laughs> it is in a sense. There is a lot of scheming there. Don't, don't bullshit me on that. There's a whole lot of scheming. What I'll tell you is, is, uh, there's a lot of dealerships. I would not work for any other dealership in town. 
I'll put it that way. And I worked for one of them in Florida that was the same way, family owned. We do honest pricing like CarMax. Um, we basically take the games out of it. So, at the end of the day, man, I mean, dealers got to make their money somewhere. You know, everybody wants the best deal, but deep down to the core, they want to know that the dealer's ethical. And I can tell you if your wife, ex wife, your daughter comes in to buy her first car, your grandma comes in, she's not going to get taken advantage of our dealership, which unfortunately, almost every other dealership in town, man, they go in and they come over and, you know, say, hey, man, I want to finance this. They that's, don't know what the price of the car point. is. Like, you, yeah. you push back, but there's a shit show of a lot of the dealerships. The majority of dealerships are that way. It, there's a lot it's, of it's that. It's not a scheme. I mean, that's just how they make their money, man. I mean, they make it somewhere. And sometimes it can be where they screw people. So I'll agree with you on that. But no pyramid scheme. I'd be glad to go into it later. But uh, to go back to the original question or a point you were bringing up about a detailer, what was it? Kind of lost it there. What a detailer. I was talking about interviewing detailers and how they – how I don't like when they come in and bash in detail shot or. Oh no! Shot. My question earlier was about if somebody's not happy at their spot. Gotcha. Should yeah. they, because they're getting should they shit stick on. around or should they move around? Yep. From a manager's yep. perspective, you're telling them that they should stay there so that they can show longevity. Nope. So here's what I'll answer that question, man. Because <clears throat> so I'm 33 now. I feel like I'm kind of in a middle ground. I work with a lot of millennials. 33's middle? Damn, I'm Yeah, old. I guess. Yeah, Marty's on the high end there over the what hill. Are you like 41 now? Yeah. yeah are you 41, Marty? Yeah. So yeah. the old baby boomers. Which is not they, me. They really had that mentality that, hey, man, you put your head down, you work, you're lucky you got a job. You stay there. It's really you're the right. truth. That's, that's the truth because that's of what, what they parents, went through. Your parents yes. probably. That's what you do. not to go do a business. Yep. Go get a job yep. and just be happy working someplace. Put your head down, bust yep. your ass, stay that's there. Exactly right. Lucky to have a job. So that's one mentality. Millennials, which there's even some in between, got this mentality that, hey, you know, go out. If you don't like what you're doing, go on to the next. It's got to be kind of a happy balance sometimes, right? Like swiping, so it's right? it's true when so you're younger, true, you need to go like out there. Millennials, like, if they're not happy there, if there's no cause that they're, if they don't feel like they're doing anything, like, they're done. Yeah. Oh, uh, purpose. If there's they need purpose. If there's no purpose, exactly, which is why you, like, define our core values, like, this is what we're about and so forth, and, but if they're not, if there's no purpose, and they just, li- they bounce. Jump shit. They bounce quick. Like, but talking like they that's a no whole culture, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, hey, if you're not happy, there's always another job. Is that how they were, ra- is that how, like. I guess we. I, I, I feel do like that, that's where that you know. I feel like that's the parents that are raising them have taught them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not millennials' fault. Gary Vee talks about this all the time. It's the fucking. It's it, the forty to fifty too. year olds who it's raised like, them. But 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 that babied their <laughs> ass for so. That's and why Gary's you got po- eight place trophies. I didn't get a fucking <laughs> eight place trophy in the eighties. Gary's point is that the people that are making fun of millennials are the ones that raised, raised the millennials. Them. Yeah. Yep. That's the truth. I'm like when I heard that I was like. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, there is a guy that actually was in my time, believe it or not, a manager uh, in the cell phone place. And that was a, something his dad instilled in him, which I think his dad was almost a deadbeat. If you don't like where you work out, quit. You can always find another one. Right? That should be very much be taken with a grain of salt. 
because, hey, that's true. You don't want to be miserable at work. I did it myself, right? I quit. Had a good paying job. I fucking jumped ship. But don't just go and just take the first thing and then just start the cycle all over again. Look for what you really want to do. Look what makes you feel like you're helping society. Look what makes you feel valued. So if they like cleaning cars. Something you enjoy. Something you enjoy. And they're at a dealership and they're getting shit on. I wouldn't stay. If you're getting shit on at a dealership for whatever business you're at, which we could probably dissect and say what's getting shit on. But if you work with a bunch of shitty people, I wouldn't want to be there either. So try and find a place. When I interview people, I ask them questions. I get a feel for them, and then I ask them at the end. You got any questions for me? Interview the people that are interviewing you. Ask them about the culture of the dealership. Ask them about the culture of the business. You might learn a lot. Make a list of those things. Just like they have a list of questions to ask you, have a list of questions to ask them. I love that when people do that to me. I'm like, hell yeah, you came prepared? Yeah, like, really. <laughs> I'm probably going to hire you now. Like, Really, man? Yeah. I mean, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. When people ask, start asking you questions. Hold on, who's interviewing you right now? Like, that's, yep. that's I'm like, hold on. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so here's the question that I was going with after that. First of all, what time do you need to go to sleep? We're eight minutes past. It's fine, man. I just need to piss real quick. Okay, take a pee. Uh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hear you on the podcast. Ready? Yeah. Do it again. Oh, yeah, he's going to come back out. We're going to – you got the bat, or what do you got? Can you do the bat? I mean, your balls are pretty small. Yeah, but they've fallen a bit more as I get Oh, older. so you, you should know, do – They get a bit – You should stretch them out behind. I'll do the bat. going as you get I'll older. I'll do the bat. Start, All right, you ready? I can start feeling them. You ready? Yeah, just, you ready? I am. Why are you rubbing the mic? <laughs> Actually, it's the sound effects when you mess that up, like <laughs> – you were stroking the mic for a moment. I was actually doing it because the sound probably sounded like we were about to get up and ruffling around. I don't know, man. As you stroke the mic again? You just messed this whole thing up. No. Whoa! I thought we were... I can't... Do you want, nope. I'm just going to unbuckle. Nope. You want to unbuckle? Nope. Here, I'll sit. Nope. Oh, my down? God. Why are you so close to me? I'm trying to get by the mic. Uh, dude, get, I can't help it that your face was right by the mic. <laughs> That's funny. All right, what do you think of this beer? I think I like it better than the first one. Yeah. Because I like amber. Mm. I like. You're married to Aisha. This is an amber beer. Oh! I totally expected somebody to come on me joking. <laughs> we were too we <laughs> DJ was shy. I, I got DJ shy. DJ was shy. <laughs> my question I'm three beers in noob but I I think I just want to help some guys understand that it's a good place to go cut your teeth learn the industry and begin to clean cars and you don't ever know what else you can do at 
later in life as well as at the same time because there's nothing that would stop, right? When I say nothing that would stop, that's too dramatic. They could clean cars, be on the clock, make really good money if you got a dealership that has plenty of cars, they're selling cars, and they're at flag hour. They're going to make some pretty good money. Yeah. You know, we've had, well, Marcus that was here for a while. Marcus made good money. He was making 60000 a year detailing cars at a dealership. That's good money. Yeah, for sure. You know, he was working hard. Marcus is a very talented detailer. He works very quick and knows what he's doing. So a young guy can make good money, and then they could go out after hours and clean cars for themselves and begin to grow a business on the side. Absolutely. I don't see any reason why guys that are young should not go work at a dealership cleaning cars. Yeah, I mean, I would totally As long as they're not getting shit on. Yeah. Uh, Agree on both of those, man. Uh, Dealership can be a great starting place. Um, Finding the right one, right culture, I think is very important, too. Um, But definitely, no matter what business or where you go at, whether it be the car wash to start detailing, um, you know, I would have said the same thing where we were at in Bixby, man. If I would have got there and got shit on and didn't enjoy who I worked around, I would never encourage anyone to do that. It's might be the first time Thomas told me I was a good manager. Thanks, Thomas. I didn't think I said that, but. But he did not say <laughs> that, actually. <laughs> he just left his high-end drive <laughs> yeah. learn how to manage. Yeah, he literally <laughs> just left. No, no, no. <laughs> he just bounced like, Hold You guys on. got this, right? So what yeah. are we doing now? <laughs> Does that mean we can smoke anytime, <laughs> ever, yeah. all the time? All right. At first, you guys would send me text messages trying to figure out what to do. Did you respond, though? You helped some. I helped some. Yeah, I think and eventually you learned to swim. Yeah. It's a good call at that. That was sort of my approach to it was I'm literally, what? You taught us some shit we didn't know yards you were teaching away. us, though. I'm 100 yards away. Run it. You were 100 yards away? And at first you guys away? would text and ask questions, but eventually I literally could just go over there and have zero problems. And you laugh at it, but. You mean at Chili's? Yes. When okay. you were having beer? Yes. I could walk they had, yards no, away. No, Thomas's crew had <laughs> you during the day. <laughs> I didn't have you. I no, learned I more probably than he did because <laughs> during the day you were there. And then 3 o'clock I had the shitty shift. Yeah. I, I was, I was a high like, school crew. I was 3 I'm to like, 7. Oh, and then, DJ, and then, good. All right. You I got was everything? All right. I'm gone. 3 to 7 and 7 to 7 on Saturday and Sundays. Yeah, that was like the high school crew. We had like the midday stoner you crew. You guys <laughs> had the best. Yeah. I get in and the shit wouldn't be done. I'm like, Man, like nothing was done. Just yeah, it was awesome. Good. I don't blame you though. Successful but manager. After work. After <laughs> all these years, after I'm so after glad work, to so hear you guys say that. <laughs> I think they were what you were 21 at the time. I was 20. Yeah. Were there for a point. After work, go to their house and get beer though. Like, hey, can you buy us some beer? <laughs> <laughs> Every day was a 30 pack of Miller High Life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Miller so why is Miller High Life not your beer of choice? Cause bad. That was when we were twenty, Marty. Yeah, dude. Shit. He drinks Coors Light now. What's the difference between Miller High Life and Coors Light? He didn't understand about a budget. <laughs> <laughs> but his second favorite beer is Coors Light. That's a lie, man. It's no, it's not a lie. <laughs> it's That's his tr- second favorite <laughs> beer. Second favorite beer when you're comparing it's like Bud Light. No, yeah. his okay. legitimate second. Right? That is that not possible, crazy? Man. He it hasn't had be enough possible. beers then. He, he hasn't had enough beers. beers. It didn't get replaced it's a racist, second. Man. It's a running joke. <laughs> until two months ago. Two months ago, it was first place. 
Now it's second. Coors Light is his second favorite beer. What's first place? I do like Sam 76 now. We'll see. There you haven't had enough good beers, man. I've had plenty of good beer, and the running joke is Coors Light is mine, and I'm going to keep it. You just said it, man. Running It's a fun running joke. All right, Thomas, I know you got to get out of here. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Let's rate this. I'm glad you appreciate it. I know, I do. I get this free complimentary glass here. Yep, that's all yours. It is. You give him a koozie too? If he wants a koozie. I think he does. He also wants a Blumpkin. <laughs> oh, like, somebody's like, getting a free bat. Like, <laughs> somebody's getting a free bat wing tonight. <laughs> he looked awful relaxed when I came in earlier. You want to know? This is a weird fucking podcast. Oh. <laughs> I did. Definitely gonna have to edit Didn't this one. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the time to edit anything. Right, entered right the facility. Oh gosh, that got worse. His facility, or yeah, that's where I was. Th- but it was. Anyway, Are you gonna rate the beer? I am. All right. I'm going four on this one. I liked it. Yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah, I, was, I actually like this better than the. Me other too. One. Yeah, this is really good. But you can't go four, also. So what would you well, rate a Coors Light? Three and a half light around, and then four. This is a four, DJ. What's a Coors fucking Coors Light? Coors is a solid five. I, no, yeah, he rates a Coors Light a five. Solid five every time. This bro. is not. This kills a Coors Light any day. So you know Zach worked at the Coors Light factory in Colorado when we lived down there, right? You know we Did went he really? and toured the brewery. It was the worst. His job was his job was to watch the bottles that made sure none of them were broken. <laughs> he said he would throw shit to make sure, like uh, <laughs> just like I can see him do that. Yeah, so there's probably some weird shit in some bottles that people drink. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was before I was drinking. That was before Zuz really. actually. Because yeah, we moved back. But uh, yeah, man. Anyways, appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, Pretty cool. I was really wondering what the hell story. they were gonna talk about on a fucking detail in, which I didn't realize pints was part of it. But uh, Marty's a good dude, man. I've known him for a little bit. We've had a lot of uh, taco lunches. <laughs> Deej, uh, I give him a lot of kudos because I've actually been seeing his business a lot popping up in town. And I remember when he was a little green Ford. Was it Escort? Escape? Uh, little, little, was little, it? little white, little white. Uh, no, the green Ford thing you had. Oh, the 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 Ford, the truck we had, the Ranger. No, you had a green car. What was that? No, I had. Well, it wasn't no, a truck. No, this is back when you were young, man. It was no. the black Ranger. It was a black we, Ranger. We put all those truck, green clean man. stickers all over. But I had a white Ford Contour. I started the business that. Maybe that's that's the what tr- I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, a little white. Yeah. Gotcha. I, yep, that's it. I still think it was your Ford, though, but it was a Ford. Anyways, uh, good people, man. You really uh, turned your business into something, and I know, like, uh, in town, you know, you've definitely, you know, Thanks, became man. the upper echelon of uh, detail businesses. So. I appreciate it. Um, and I think that that's the premise of the whole podcast. Is we all went different directions. Yeah. We, we did. And we generally kind of started in a similar spot, and, guys, it doesn't really matter where you start. You can – it's your life. You can take it in whatever direction you go, and it's a journey, and it's a fun journey. And 12 years later, we get to have community over sure. some beers, reflecting on where we were 12 years ago. That's true, man. So, But before we leave. Uh-oh. Who's going to ask it? Shit's about to get weird. Yep. Hopefully. There is a Who, who's tab out question. Did you not tell him already that he's going to? I did not. 
So at the end of the podcast, similar to many days that you had at the bar at 2 a.m. This weekend, actually. <laughs> he's actually still in the doghouse right now. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, oh, we're, he's going to be in. Guys' uh, neighboring business didn't help. But, uh. So reflect back to former days when you were half intoxicated at a bar at half? 2 a.m. Yeah. And they're like, it's closing time. And you had random conversations with people and you say maybe a random question to somebody wanting to know if they'll give you a blumpkin. <laughs> I'm thinking back to the time <laughs> me and Thomas were out at 2 in the morning over shit that we talked about. Jeez. Remember the Renaissance? It's like the old <laughs> hotel. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, actually, I do. Going in and <laughs> getting out. Uh, what is it? We probably have mesothelioma. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's looking like, oh, yeah, I have no my, idea what you're talking about. I'm not going to tell it on the air, though, at all. I'll talk to you guys after this, but <laughs> we've had some. The, the later the night gets with Thomas, yeah. back in the day, dude, we got in trouble. She got lit. So, anyway, you get the question of the day, thinking that you're half intoxicated sitting at a bar asking some random questions. One question. You can ask it to us. We'll answer it, and we're going to put it also out on the uh, comment section for guys to answer, too. So I get to. I get it to can ask be a about question. anything, anything. It can be a serious question, funny. It can question, be serious, funny. It could be question. about detailing or not detailing. It could be anything. Gotcha. Uh, have you ever watched fart porn? <laughs> That's my question. DJ. DJ, I think. <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably he's, a, he's probably an avid watcher, so he's laughing so hard. He's like, I don't know anybody else. Is take a dollar a month out of my <laughs> checking account. <laughs> Who knew I else knew this was a section on Pornhub? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so it's porn. Have I ever fart watched? porn, man? Oh, fart porn. Yeah, fart okay. porn. I, I don't know what it is, so evidently not. What is it? We'll figure it out later, dude. I mean, I think it says it like basically right in the title. <laughs> uh, you watched. <laughs> You watch assholes fart? I don't. <laughs> so I don't I know. I think he uh, asked the question generally. <laughs> you know, like on a I broad think spectrum. I'm gonna go buy a, a fartporn.com right now because everyone's gonna be looking at it. I'm gonna make some money. All right. So this is really gonna just make your guys' fucking <laughs> podcast go viral here. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing, huh? So I'll tell you, man. Just like we had, like you know, the brain and the bat wing and the game back in the day. So, even in my 30s, you know, being married and having a kid, we still keep it lively at work. Well, coincidentally, some guy that... Uh, I don't want to see some dude's asshole. <laughs> no, no dudes, man. Some guy You're that actually... showing me a video. <laughs> some guy that actually worked with me uh, as an express lane employee who we had to fire because he smashed a vehicle into something. Don't do that. He became a fart porn... No, he randomly sent me this video and it caused many laughs. <laughs> oh gosh. So uh let me see if I can find it here. I'm trying to play it. So if somebody's listening and they want to also watch the video, where should they head to? Um I don't I don't know, man. He just sent me a link, so it's in his favorites on his phone. <laughs> it's in my Facebook and in a key it says uh yeah, and actually, so how the title went, this person sent it to me on Facebook and said, just when I thought I'd seen it all, what the fuck? 
<laughs> so maybe they Google just, a, but that's going to be a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, so we should probably end it before you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. All right. Marty uh, wants to see. Marty, he's like, I've already seen this one. <laughs> That wasn't in my <laughs> subscribed so email. Is that me? <laughs> you guys have Wi-Fi here? Is this 56K? It's, it's jankity Marty, Wi-Fi. Marty still has 56K, man. It's the absolute worst Wi-Fi. Oh, no. I love my 5G on my phone versus the Wi-Fi here. Yeah, 5G in Denver. I don't know, man. I'll have to send you a link later <laughs> so you can have your viewers <laughs> watch Marty. it. So, so <laughs> what's it about? There's the wife, man. <laughs> the wife intuition. is calling <laughs> while you intuition. pull up the asshole video your wife calls. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh he I'll watched miss. it again. It triggers her. <laughs> it triggers her. Are you looking at again? <laughs> I thought we talked about this. <laughs> We even sent you to rehab. I don't know if I could take it. You're watching fart porn again. Definitely still in doghouse. You are in the doghouse. You're not getting anything tonight. That phone conversation ended quickly. Yeah, she's like, I didn't eat lunch. Oh, she needs. All right, so back to trying to get this. She proposed. needs fart porn. <laughs> you might as well stay out the rest of the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think B dubs no. up the street if you want to go. What else up the street? We ready for B dubs? All right, no, B dubs it is. That's our every Friday. All right, cheers to B. Cheers to B dubs. Let's go. Let's go to B dubs. What's going on, guys? This is Sarah Mermaid Detailer with Auto Wash Co. out in Denver, Colorado. I'm here today to give you guys a few environmental tips while detailing or running your detailing business. First, corks. Instead of throwing those away or attempting to recycle them, those are actually an awesome, awesome tool to use to get micro-marring and scratches out of glass. This does help dramatically if you're applying any sort of coating or uh, wax to a front and back windshield. You want to try and get as much of those mars and scratches out that you can. Or if you're doing a windshield repair, cork is an awesome tool to help with that as well. So make sure to reuse your corks and once you're done, clean them off, then go ahead and recycle them. Donating your microfiber towels when you're done using them is an awesome thing to do. So instead of throwing away microfiber towels that you can no longer use for your business, go ahead, clean them, and donate them to either a homeless shelter or a pet shelter. I promise you will make a huge difference in somebody's life. <laughs>